Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Top Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick network. Outkick.com slash watch is where you can go. Uh, very simple. Uh, Outkick.com. You'll see it right at the top of the page. Hit the watch tab. Chad, and then we hope that you'll just, uh, you know, bookmark that or just remember to uh, head over each and every day. All the shows streaming live right there. Outkick.com slash watch. Uh, and on demand, if you uh, want to see the full show, you can go to the bottom of that tab. Uh, watch. Scroll down. Scroll over, you'll find uh, Hot Mike, and then all the shows are, are right there uh, in, in full display. I'm watching our show right now, Hutton. Are you? Look how good your shirt looks. Crystal clear. Looks I can't amazing. see it now because it, it's on. It went to the, yeah, it's a little bit of a delay, but yeah. I'm, I'm watching this here. Let's say, okay. Let's make a game where we host the show, and I just watch it in delay <laughs> after it happened, and then I can give a quick recap of what it looked like, and then we'll go Did back we to say the show. This? <laughs> Did this happen? Play yeah. it back, like the commercial. Did we right. get the review? Um. It looks awesome. Chad, uh, terrible news out of Kansas City. Yeah. So the, the Super Bowl parade uh, for the Chiefs ends in uh, just tragedy. With uh, There's at least uh, how many confirmed dead now in the shooting? So there's 10 shot, one confirmed dead, three critical condition. Others obviously hospitalized, but not in critical condition. There was a group of civilians that helped wrestle one of the gunmen to the ground. Um, cops acted heroically in this situation, also running towards yeah. the gunshots and, and everything else. Um, terrible, terrible news in, in what was designed to be a very joyous day in Kansas City uh, with everyone getting together and to so celebrate another Super Bowl win yeah. ends in tragedy. ABC so News saying that uh, there, there are still the, the number of gunshot victims not immediately clear. Yeah, that, that's just what has been confirmed. That number could right. go up yeah. for sure. Right. Well, when you see three in critical condition, too, obviously the, and the then five, fatality number could go up. Five in serious too. condition as well. Through, what last I read from Kansas City Police was, and I'm following them here on, on X, three in critical condition, one already dead, 10 shot. Confirmed. Uh, the shooting took place uh, west of Union Station. It was near the garage there as the Chiefs fans were leaving. Uh, the the parade route as the every the celebration was ending, uh, there were about a million people, roughly is what they were ex uh, expecting. What they say is that was uh, in the downtown area. Well, for so the celebration. This is, I mean, this is none of this is good news, but yeah. this is at least better than what was previously reported. I mentioned there were outlets saying there were multiple children being taken to the local children's hospital in yes. the wake of this. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves says the number of people wounded in the shooting could be upwards between 10 and 15, with at least one person dead, exactly what we just said, but does note none of them are children. So yeah, that's, that's better than what a previously report stated, previous report stated. Yeah, and uh, this is just uh, the fans that were there. This is not the team or anything involved with the Chiefs. Yeah. Based on, uh, that's Justin Watson, the wide receiver, who's saying that. It's a sad story. It's terrible. 
senseless. Yeah. And uh, the good news is that the these people are uh, um, under arrest. They've well, got, and you know now just prayers that the people that are injured or in critical condition right now, and, they're in the hospital where they yes. need to be and that they're getting good care. Well, and, and, uh, and to the first responders as well. Yeah. That were, were there on site. Well, there's always, look, there's, I mean, put yourself in that situation, anyone out there. The fact that there are people that will turn and run towards gunshots yeah. uh, to, to save other people is just amazing to me. And these aren't people making a ton of money to do it. You know, these aren't rich people that are going after it to sacrifice themselves possibly to go stop something from happening or more lives to be lost or more injuries to happen. It, it's, it's heroic. And um, I give them full marks for what they've done in Kansas City and also now for what we're getting reports of civilians taking matters in their own hands and tackling one of the gunmen. Yeah. Chad, what do you make of the uh, – Dan Dockets will join us in a few minutes here. Uh, the new Tiger – the new Tiger merch. So he's now – TaylorMade. He's now partnered with TaylorMade. And I, I thought the reveal here on social was – Outstanding. Uh, Sunday red. Sunday. The three three words. They have the stripes on the Tiger logo, uh, 15 of those, to represent the 15 majors. He says if they're in a 16th, he'll put a 16th stripe on there. Uh, it's not the it's not the you know the initials that Nike would have rolled out. It's not your typical uh, silhouette that you would see from Jordan with Nike. This is just the straight logo and the Sunday red with the the, the you know you got the space in there. Um, I don't hate it. I love the rollout of it. I also don't think I would buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. I'm a little triggered by this move really? by Tiger Woods. There's something about kind of the death of my youth. With oh this. yeah. After when, 27 years, yeah. Well, when Tiger Woods though states. You know, Nike was a young man's game. It was. It's time for me to move on. I'm a dad now. I've got kids. Uh, I'm advancing in life, and uh, I just thought, you know, tailor made made more sense for me. I, I felt attacked, quite frankly, uh, as a man in my early 40s. That like uh -huh. now I'm I'm entering a level where I can't wear Nike anymore. I've got to wear tailor made. Is that the move for me? Also, I, it triggered me. Uh, this Tiger Woods move. I'm, I'm really affected by it negatively, Hutton. So that, that was I, uh, my first takeaway. So what's up with I the... I felt personally attacked by this move. They're, they're trying very hard to explain the space between sun, day. Yeah. Uh, here is the uh, the guy at the very top of, uh, of the uh, tailor-made brand trying to explain this with Tiger Woods. You remember sending me the link to the rule of threes, right? What the rule of threes are. And it dawned on us because having had so many wonderful years with Tiger and listening to him talk about what went into building this exceptional athlete, this incredible, you know, Hall of Fame career, the reality was Tiger would always say, you know, I worked my tail off, work was number one, think hard, and ultimately I'm gonna play really hard and I'm gonna compete really hard. So those three, you know, the rule of threes would come up from time to time as we're working through all the things that we would do. You know, the rule of three in life, right? Which is go get it, ask for it, and then do not make any compromises. How do we continue to move forward? Uh, and Tiger talks at length about uh, not becoming passive in the things that we do and challenging convention to get better. So there was another rule of three. 
And then we started thinking about the logo itself, which is, you know, golf is played in the sun, hopefully most of the time, not the last couple of weeks on tour, but sun is better than non-sun. It's not just played on Sunday, it's played on any day of the week, right? And red, obviously, Tiger talked about the influence of, of his mother and Tiger being synonymous with red on Sundays. So Sunday red became three. I like Sunday red. Uh, how about just... You got all that? Did you get all that? Uh, Rule of three? Sun, day, Chad, why red, not just say, you know what? This three? is Sunday red because Tiger wanted it to be. Sun, day, That's all you have to say. Uh, Tiger, I recall a conversation we had about the rule of three and the three different words, and you wanted to honor your mother, and three, and then sun, and Whatever. we were going to play golf in the sun, and then day, and then red. I mean, Tiger looked as bored as I was watching that Dog. up on stage. He's thinking to himself, is this guy ever going to land the plane? On this, it's just it's Sunday but, red because I mean Sunday. It's Sunday. It's better red. to play golf in the sun than not. I was, yeah, shut up. Sun better than clouds. Fifteen Day, strikes, cool. Better than night. Red better than Sunday blue red. or black. Makes sense. Yeah, a, just leave it very at long, that. Very long explanation. Dan Dockett joins us, host of Don't At Me, here on the Outkick Network. Outkick.com slash watch. How about Sunday red, Dan? Ha <laughs> ha. Man, I literally do not care. I told a story Bob Knight made us wear Bob Knight wear when I was an assistant <laughs> coach at Indiana. I had his name on it, and I went in. I went in and took it off and put a different sweater on. I, I don't uh, – <laughs> I heard you guys talking about this is like your youth and all that. I, hey. I, I'm fat. I got a bad body. Whatever fits me, I wear. If it's Tiger Woods, great. If it's Callaway, great. I'm an equal opportunity with the body I have, with my body type. So, Dan, uh, you, you've talked about people just sometimes just losing their damn mind, right? Travis Kelsey lost his mind uh, on Sunday yep. in that game, and I thought Jim Nance and Tony Romo just completely glossed over it and didn't really pay it the proper respect of what we witnessed, which is, to me, something pretty unprecedented in a Super Bowl with a star of that caliber going after their head coach. Yeah, I thought it was horrible, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, I'm a former coach, but I thought it was horrible. I thought it was uncalled for. I thought it was crossing a line. Uh, I like the way that at least uh, Andy Reid has handled it. Kelsey, you know, he should really apologize. Maybe he has privately, but I've tried to follow this. I, I thought that Romo and um, Nance were awful with it. I, I did. I, I, I Again, maybe, just maybe, I don't know, maybe in the Super Bowl you're just supposed to keep it to the game and not detract – but that was a big deal, and my kids actually, because I was, I, 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 I can't even explain to people how insane I was uh, as a coach. But I, I would have done what Andy Reid did. I, I would have put my ego away. I got to win this game. But that's something that for Andy Reid never goes away because you're going to see that forever. And Kelsey can kind of play it off and be Travis Kelsey and all that. But I thought it was garbage. I thought it was nonsense, and I thought Nance and Romo. Uh, did what they do. I just think they're bad at their job, those two guys together. And and you know what? Uh, game ended up being great, but no question about it, that was that was a big part of it, and uh, we didn't get much out of them. Nance is going to win that battle. Yeah. if it's uh, Between the two of them, Nance, who does a lot of other things, uh, should certainly win that battle. Um, you mentioned the two of them are bad together. The, the closing moments of that game. Uh, where yeah. you've got Romo talking over the final play, not letting it breathe. Dan, you coached. We could talk to you about that. You've also broadcast a lot of games, and you kind of know how it works when you're working with a play-by-play -play partner, right? That was, to me, something that Tony Romo just has to know. 
at this point in his career not to do, especially in that moment. You don't. Less is more. You shut up. There is never anything wrong within that moment of shutting up. And he ruined it for a lot of people because the incessant talking, particularly when you're not really saying anything, is awful. I see it in basketball. I can't watch a basketball game. I, it just drives me nuts. We got a guy, Hummel, who does every game. And I just I go back to when I was working with Coach Knight and we used to watch games on mute. I can watch a game on mute. Uh, you less is more. They tell you that they tell you that and tell you that the best compliment I ever got was when I was working with Mike Tirico and the head, one of the heads at ESPN told me you're the perfect guy at knowing when to shut up and let the play by play guy handle it. And it ain't hard. It really isn't. It's, it's like, unless your ego is so inflated that you want to be on that call forever. See, here's what you got to understand. Um, I'll give you an example. Michigan wins the Big Ten basketball title. My son has the ball at the end. He's a walk-on. They put him at the end. They're going to win. Tariko kind of puts his arm on my leg and says, let me have this. So he, Andrew Dockage has the ball. Michigan is the 2000 and whatever Big Ten champions. Well, that's going to be on every highlight for Michigan basketball, Big Ten champion, and Mike knew that, and I knew that, and I knew to shut the hell up. Well, a lot of guys want to be in that call. The touchdown of the Super Bowl is going to be a call. So, Romo, I'm guessing, because I at first I think he's lazy. I, I think he's ill-prepared. I think he read his own clippings. I, I just think he's god-awful. But anyway, and I didn't. I used to not, like most people, but he's just lazy. Um he wanted to be in that call forever, and I'm guessing he is, but he's in there for all the wrong reasons. But it's amazing how ego gets in on things like that. It's like that guy, like I can always tell a dumbass announcer when a guy hits a shot and the play-by-play guy is calling it and the idiot analyst in the background yells, are you kidding me? No, we're not kidding. You're the guy who made the basket, dumbass, so <laughs> shut up. Right? It, yes. it, you know. So I'm so with you guys. But, again, it's ego. You want to have hear your voice, I guess, in the call for history, I suppose. I don't know. Dan, who was your favorite broadcaster to work with? I loved uh, – I, I was very lucky. I worked with Dave O'Brien. He's the Red Sox. And he's one of the most yeah. underrated. Tariko and Benetti. And Dave Fleming, who's the, uh, the Giants. Now. I got so lucky. Tariko's Tariko legit, was man. unbelievable. Yeah, he's legit. Uh, he is unbelievable. How about this? So, we're first time we ever worked. Uh, we're doing a Louisville, Michigan State game on Tuesday. On Monday, he's calling on radio the Alabama Notre Dame National Championship football game. That's Monday night. I don't know what time it goes till, right? Yep. On Tuesday, we're at Michigan State at 10:30 in the morning for a walkthrough. Myself, the producer and the director get there. Who's already sitting there? Tarico. I'm like, holy hell. Yeah. You know, and he was great. Benetti's unbelievable. I got lucky. I didn't. I I got to work with all the first-rate guys, and there's a big difference. Uh, but you just shut up. Just shut the living hell up. Please. Less is more. Less is more. Dan Dockage with us. more. Host of Don't At Me, 9 a.m. Eastern is where you can find him right here on the Outkick Network, outkick.com slash watch. Dan, I'm a glutton for all things Super Bowl. I'm watching all the pregame coverage. I watch this hour-long special called You're Looking Live. You're Looking Live about NFL Today with Brent Musburger. 
Of course, the game is in his town, in, in Vegas. Um, you probably grew up in this era more than I did, uh, of this being a thing, with Jimmy the Greek and with everyone else. Uh, Jim Nance even gave a shout-out during the game and said, this guy should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, talking about Brent Musburger. What is your recollection of that show? And Musburger, another guy, you mentioned Tarico, that he basically got fired from CBS because he was doing so much. He was doing every sport. Yeah. He was doing everything. And he even said in this documentary, I guess I was, uh, I was working too much was the problem they had with me, that I, I had too much power because I had so many events. Well, that's what happened to Mike at ESPN. We, we had the Last Supper, we call it, in Iowa, and he said he's not coming back, and they didn't offer him a contract. I worked with Brent about five times. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah, Brent absolutely. always bet on the games. He always bet on the games that he was doing, and we could always tell what he was betting. <laughs> We're doing a Purdue-Indiana game, and he it's the end of the game. I think Indiana was beating Purdue pretty bad, and, and somebody fouled. I wish I could remember this. Somebody fouled unnecessarily in the last seconds, and I saw Brent react like, oh. And I looked at him, and I hit him on the side, right? I hit him on the side. I, I gave it one of those hands like, what? what what's going on? And he puts a hand, finger up, and he calls the two free throws going in, right? Yep. And he wrote down, and I can't remember the number, but I wish I'd have taken this notepad, uh, this paper. Uh, line eight was seven, now nine <laughs> F. And you know what the F stood for, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Incredible. So I grew up going to church on Sunday. And I'm a news freak. We stopped and we got this. I grew up in Gary, Indiana. Gary Post Tribune, Chicago Tribune, and the Chicago Sun-Times. And my dad always stopped and we got them. And I could not wait to get home because for us, like now we have our shows for Sports Center. We didn't have that. There was a two minutes on the local news. So now NFL Today, you're learning about every single team. You're learning about who's playing who. Jimmy DeGreek came out there. From our perspective, a guy from our neighborhood, Irv Cross, was one of the guys yep. on the show. Yeah. So he, we're all, you know, he grew up in Hammond. I grew up in Gary, and it's like right next door. And we're like, wow, you know, that dude lives in Hammond. Are you kidding me? And then they had the hot woman, and we were all Phyllis like George. squints from Sandlot, right? Yeah, yeah, Phyllis George. And we were, and then they had uh, Jane Kennedy, who squints. was hotter than anything in the world. Yeah. And we're all like, we're, you know, we're little perverts. We're like squints on Sandlot, right, with Susie Peppercorn. And we're like, oh, my God, look at this. It was – you watched it every Sunday. It, it was uh, – it was, you know, and, and I knew from our neighborhood, I knew how to do parlay cards. I don't know if you guys know what parlay cards is, but parlay cards were the old way of betting in bars. My dad would bring them home. So I, I would do the parlay cards for these older guys, and I would compare them against Jimmy the Greek. Uh, what my bets were compared to Jimmy the Greek. So it was just, it was the only show in town, right? And they didn't smother you with 17 guys on the set. And everybody watched it because you could watch a lot of highlights. You got information that you just didn't. There was no ESPN. There was no NFL Network. There was no nothing. But this show was it, and it was great. And Brett, I remember when Brent was young as the young guy coming up on Channel 2 in Chicago, and everybody hated him. Because he replaced an older guy that everybody loved, and 
you know, Brent's work stands for itself, and he's still out. If you ever get a chance to have him on the show, he is so no, great we, right now. He's, he's awesome. awesome. We love I love him. him. He um he even said that you were looking live came from a, a tip from a gambling buddy of his that wanted to know the up-to-the-minute weather before he placed his bet on the game. So they'd go, and he'd say, you're looking live at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. And it would show ice, and they'd get a close-up of ice coming off the, the upright at the game. <laughs> and he said that was directly to well, gamblers that were about to bet on the game so they knew the weather I, for over-under purposes. He, he's, he's, he's epic. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, but, but, Dan, would, I, would Britt Musburger be Britt Musburger in today's game with all the legal and, and all the discussion about gambling right now? He would be better. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have to use the code words of people in the desert like I he used that, to though. do. Uh, uh, yeah, I did too. And he would say, well, that shot means something to somebody. Right. It's so funny. He was he had to do that. And then about my last or second to last year at ESPN, uh, we started a game, Michigan State, at Penn State, saying something like, you know, even though Michigan State's number five in the country, they're a five-point underdog. That's how we came onto the broadcast. Uh saying the line, and it's so much different than yeah. when I started 10 years or eight years before that where you had to kind of you had to kind of couch it. But Brent would be great because he would tell you, probably with five minutes to go, hey, man, stay here, you gamblers. The over-under is 142. We're at 135. A lot of action. You know, he would – because he didn't care. He had, he had done so much and been so many places – that what did he care? What they right. fired him because he started talking about McCarran's girlfriend or something? I don't know. And you think he really cared? He didn't care. He just went out and started vissing, and he's having a great time. Yeah, I love, I love him. I I could talk about him for hours. And I think he's still the play-by-play announcer for the Raiders. Is he not? I think he's the radio guy for yeah, the Raiders because well, he came into the if booth. Not, he, was, just yeah. he was. He not was. Anymore. He came into the booth with uh, and yeah, asked me was. to go through some of the the Titans players. I was like, you don't need to worry about this guy. Don't worry about this guy. He was just crossing them off their depth chart. Yeah, he's a, he's a classic, all-timer for sure. So, Dan, I'm fl- we're flying back from Vegas on Saturday night, and I'm watching Tennessee and Texas A&M on the flight. And you really got to do something to piss Rick Barnes off. <laughs> but Buzz Williams did that because he ran onto the court to try to get the ref's attention to call timeout during the middle of the play and almost ran into one of – Rick Barnes's players. Now Tennessee had played badly, and it was a rough game, and they were down, which was part of it also. But he spent the entire break arguing with the officials that it absolutely should have been a technical. He said that he got a call before he got on the bus apologizing from the SEC that it was only a warning and not a technical. And he went in his press conference and said, "And I told them it's unacceptable. That is an unacceptable excuse." It needs to be a technical. There's no way that should ever be allowed. And Buzz Williams is kind of laughing it off and everything else. I, I don't know that I've ever seen something to that level. If you watch the replay, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but he is at midcourt dancing in between players as they're running down the court, calling timeout after a made basket, and it was quickly inbounded, and he's on the court. Had you ever seen anything like that? And knowing Rick Barnes, you know it probably takes a lot to get him that mad. Uh, it takes a ton. He's a veteran. He's seen a lot of stuff. I did see the play. I thought it was asinine. There's been about four plays this year, to your point, Chad, of coaches on the court. There's a play. I think it's Archie Miller defending a shooter. Like, it's unbelievable. There's another play of a guy right in front of his own bench. It wasn't that play that you're talking. It was another one. Like, I don't understand. Like, if I were a referee, 
and a coach was on the court, it would be immediately a technical foul. Like during play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not he calls a timeout and he walks out. If the play is going on and the coach interferes with the play, what's the difference between that and six men on the court? It would automatic. That thing with, with uh, Buzz Williams was so absurd. And I don't know if Buzz thought they had given him the – you know, you, get, you have out-of-body experiences sometimes when you're coaching during a game. You just do. So I don't know if Buzz in his mind thought they had, they had given him or the play had stopped, but it clearly didn't. And you just do, though, and you look back and you're like, holy hell, what was wrong with me? But clearly Rick was right, and you're so right about Rick Barnes. There are guys that when their team loses, they ratchet up to 15 on the 10-point scale in terms of their frustration and who they're going to take it out on, and it's usually their players or it is usually the referees. Sometimes it's the opposing fans. Rick's really not like that. I mean, he, he's not a pushover, but he, he, he's been around it enough. He's got a sense about him. But I don't blame him for being pissed. And, frankly, it would be an easy thing for me, as I said. Coach on the court during the game, any way, shape, or form involved or interfering, it's a technical foul. Stop the play. Go shoot free throws. Sit your ass down. If you get back up, I'm giving you a technical. Okay. I, I, that, to me, is easy. That stops everything. And Rick Barnes said um, in his press conference this week, he said, we worked on a new drill in practice today, and that's if the coach is on the court, <laughs> run over them. He said, that's what I told yes. Toby. Next time he's out there, run through him if you see a coach out there. And I don't think he was joking about it either. He said, if they're going to no, get out there, I'll run over I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you this, though. So now if somebody does it, right, Rick's going to have a problem. <laughs> well, you taught your kids to hurt an old man. or so. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. You know how this world works. Yep. But I guarantee you Rick Barnes wasn't joking. Hell no, he wasn't joking. Dan, before you go, I want you to hear Chad's uh, theory on what airlines are doing, specifically uh, Southwest. So it, it, it happened on the flight to Vegas, and it happened again on the flight home. Dan, uh, you know, we've got DEI with pilots now, right? Going all over the place. Um, I'm not saying this was a DEI situation, okay? But we had a female pilot on our Southwest flight. Could have been. All right. Could have been. I, I don't know. I, right. I'm not going to speculate. Maybe she was the best for the job. Don't know. But we, we know that safely. customer service is at an all-time <laughs> low also. I believe that our pilot intentionally tanked our flight by flying lower in turbulence for long oh, periods of time to save the flight attendants from giving drink service out more than once. Now. Because Chad. she said we'd reach cruising altitude, and then suddenly we're lower now, on the and hitting home. turbulence again. I'm thinking, are we intentionally flying Did you through turbulence home? so everybody can sit down? Flight home, Dan. Same thing happened. No turbulence. No but, problem. But they said turbulence was about to happen, so they're going through to clean up everything for the final time. I think our flight was tanked. That's, that's my theory. They give you a free drink, and that's it. Because I think they had like, to... a, like an agreement so we don't have to get up and give these people drinks and food. Drink. Again, we'll, we'll say we have to keep the seatbelt on. Okay, get a second round. I would like to talk to a professional about this because when you work in retail, days go slow. But when customers come in and you actually have something to do, the days go fast. Yeah. So I would ask, is a, is a flight attendant's flight faster oh. when you are serving yeah, drinks? You're going up and down the aisle. It was not. They were you know chatting. I mean? I, it, they I were chatting it up up front. Yeah. Oh, so they were just having a good time. Yeah, having a great time. Catching up. Talking yeah. about a little yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, you got. Yeah, that that. Yeah, that seems That's like right. a veteran He's... pilot trick right there. I think you absolutely got jobbed. 
I think the flight attendants went to the pilot and said, you know what? We've been in Vegas on the way home. We're a little hungover. We don't want to do jack squat. Uh, fly this bad boy, get us in some turbulence, and let us have a nice little afternoon. We Anything. don't need to deal with freaking Chad and Jonathan. Screw those guys. Yeah. Glad I'm not uh, crazy. No Someone else around. agrees with me. Anything over possible. two hours, I guarantee you they're doing this. That's uh, right. Hey, Dan, always great to catch up, man. And uh, Thank you. We'll be on your show soon. Thank you for being on ours. See you guys. Later. Thank you. Yeah, man. man. He's the Dan, king. Dan, the man, Dockage. The king of all media. Yep. <laughs> Don't let Howard Stern here. Crown him. The king of all Indianapolis media, for sure. Coming up, primary complaint straight ahead here on Hot Mike. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Outkick.com slash watch. If you're watching this right now, you know how to find it. If you're watching on uh, delay, very simple. Outkick.com. Then you click the watch tab. We are streaming live. You are looking live. Four o'clock Eastern each day. I'm going to go to my grave wanting to ask the the, the pilot on that flight whether or not she actually tanked the flight. It's going to be one one of the great mysteries of my life. It happened twice, though. It abs- I'm absolutely. Are you on the you. way back with some yes. turbulence? No, there was no turbulence. But oh, they yeah. said turbulence was about to come up. Yeah, and it never happened. With an hour and about 50 minutes left in the flight. I need everybody to sit down, and our flight attendants are not going to do a They're thing. Make one more lap and for uh, the next clean hour the and a half. We have started our descent yeah. uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah. For Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at the flight tracker. I'm like, we're longest n- descent ever. We're north of Albuquerque right now. <laughs> Why are we starting our descent? <laughs> Yeah. I, I was a fifth grade geography B champion. We needed our second round. That's right. Well, I was we watching had, that uh, on the way flight out there. I was watching a Donna Summer documentary oh, on yeah. HBO yeah. Max, and I, kept interrupting uh, you I was too, I bad. was jamming out to some disco music on that. And the lady came back and asked. I think she asked you if I wanted another one. Yeah. And we, I kind of nodded, but I don't think I couldn't hear a thing. And she didn't. She quickly. didn't bring a thing. Uh, we could make that because the flight was tanked. We, th- that could be our top grievance of the week. Well, could be, but. It, it was but, mine last week, though, so I've moved on. Okay, well, we, that's right, it was. But I have another Vegas-related complaint. It is time for primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for Hot Mike's primary complaint. Very simple for me this week, guys. Uh, while taking the escalator, there are so many people that try to then walk up the escalator. Right next to the escalator are stairs. Use them. That's my primary complaint. <laughs> Boy, that is a big problem. Uh, every, every Super Bowl. The people are like trying to like race past you. Yeah. If you want to go up steps, it's right well, next if, to you. Look, if you want to walk to the person in front of you calmly, then stop. That's fine. Yeah, but I don't have don't to move try all to, Yeah, don't try to get around them. I'm not going to move. Yeah, don't. I'm, 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 I'm taking Just understand if someone's standing there, you're going to stand too. And How you're going to you enjoy f- the ride no, down the escalator. Sorry. How do you feel about being at the airport and then there's the ramp that actually moves as you're walking? Totally fine with that because you're, that's going to speed up your walk. 
Yeah, you okay. should keep walking. Stay on, on the right one. side if you want to walk. Left side if you just want to chill. I think that's how that it one's goes. always like disoriented to me when I get on it, then uh, step off, and you're back on normal yeah. ground. Like, See, I, it I takes love me that. a, a step and a half up. to it's get speed you up a bit. But the escalator is just going. To, I mean, again, there's steps right beside the escalator. Take them. Yeah, the radio row is set up all the time. Two escalators, one up, one down. Stairs, yep. huge staircase in the middle. That's the way it was in Vegas yep. too. You go down the stairs if you need to. Now, if everyone's walking the escalator and you want to walk with everyone else, that's fine. fine. But if someone's standing, don't try to butt yeah. around them. It's not the fat guy's problem. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Hut. Um, I've got a Vegas-related primary complaint. The Hut and I server at Wahlburgers oh uh, on, on Friday night. Wow. Um, th- and this is a, a generality, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out this on. woman to explain what I'm talking about here. She was terrible. And I pointed her out before you. I was there first, and I told you this was going to be I, I got there like five minutes after Hutton, and you said, th- I don't know if she's ever going to come back. Yeah. Okay? I would say this woman was probably in her late 50s, early 60s, maybe maybe mid-60s. Probably. She sounded like she was from Mark Wahlberg's block in (laughs) in Boston to begin with, okay? Pretty sure that she's, like, friends with the Wahlbergs. We do like authentic. I think, like, she's Donnie Wahlberg's aunt. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, the way she sounded. It sounded like that Dunkin' Donuts ad with Ben Affleck's accent, okay? And I don't mind a good, thick Boston accent. What I do mind is when you are so late, to come over and take our oh. order, and then you want to do this like song and dance comedy routine with everything that I'm talking about on the menu, ordering and saying things like, "Oh, that's the wrong order. That's the wrong order. No, you want to get this. You want to do that." And then she just smiles at me. I don't know if she's serious or not. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know if we're about to be. You lose slapped. the ability to put on a comic routine when you suck as being a server. If if you're good, and we build a rapport as customer and server, then you. Feel free, you know, try out your material, be funny, you know, be sarcastic, joke about what I'm wearing, joke about my order, whatever. But when you come in hot about seven minutes too late to get water to the table and start immediately criticizing orders that are being made and everything else, you've completely lost me. And then at the end of it, we get done with the meal. She forgot a drink on mine. And Hunt and I are thinking, oh, well, maybe we're going to get a break on this. Because she's looking yeah, at it. She's oh, something's wrong like, with let this. Let me go check. Let me go oh, check let me go Tito's. check. Like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to let you have that drink for free. Oh, no, no. She goes back. She adds that drink on at the end of all that. So I had to endure her terrible comedic performance and her charging me more oh, in the end. That's you, my primary You missed the, the thing I thought was going to really upset you. It, it, I mean, it should, and it did. She gave you, like, the hang on one second whenever you tried to get her oh, over yeah. at the milkshake area. Yeah. She was over there, like, cutting up. Oh, well, and, I was trying to alert her that I was there because we were there yeah. for 10 minutes after you had been there Davey, and got a water. She turned around and I, like, and waved like, hey, man. Said, no, one second. She gave me one of these. She's like, sir. And then she Not just went back sir. to talking. One second, man. She just does that and then just goes back to talking to her friend yeah. and then comes over. I like the the ballsiness to just do that. I mean, you're not going to get a good tip, but it's like... We're already sitting, you know? Well, and I still gave her a tip. I mean, it was the minimum. That, that's, oh. yeah, I that's, didn't completely stiff her or anything, but I'm just like, come gave on. Give her a casino chip. Please. Now, the burger was terrific. <laughs> she got a <laughs> casino chip. Kudos to the cook. The burger was great. The service was terrible. I gave her my the $2 burger was really cash good. out slip. Yeah, here you go, man. Uh, here's a one dollar. Here's a $0.10 Take this over to Wheel of Fortune. Good yes. luck. <laughs> We know you're going there afterwards anyways. You're going to smoke a pack of Marlboros and put all your tip money into that Wheel of Fortune oh. machine. That's why it's always better to know if the, t- the tipping at the establishment is split among 
the staff versus just nope, you get to keep it none all. Of these, none of these staff deserve. I should have shown the balls that she showed to come up and joke with me right off the bat, having been so terrible. Yeah. By just flat out asking her, uh, can I direct my tip to the chef and not you? Is there a way that I can just give money to him because yeah. the, the burger was good? You were awful. What was the 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 main burger there? Just the wall burger? Is it's it like the hour burger? Hour burger. That's yeah. A, very good. Guys, I guess my primary complaint revolves around Vegas as well because that is where the last football game of the year took place. And football is over is my primary complaint. It's not so much because I can't watch football anymore. You know, there for a bit you like a little bit of a, hey, you don't have this, so you appreciate it even more when it comes back around. But my biggest problem is that I lose my excuse as to why I have or I can't hang out with people. Working (laughs) as a a sports media producer, you're typically able to be like, hey, I would love to hang out, but this game's happening, so I'm not going to be able to to do it. Now I just have to lie. And you're like, well, you don't have to lie. You can be honest with them. But it's like, if I were to say to you, you're just not worth my time, you probably would rather me just lying in the first place. So are you having to... uh lie to though can't you just say like i'm doing this just buddies just friends in general family yeah i'm a homebody i I just like it's like do you want to go out and do stuff no not really yeah that uh but your excuse always was football you're watching football right it's great gotcha so it's not definitely not the nba what would the excuse be now well it's a good um what davy's hitting at here it's also a good like family excuse yeah. Is um. Yeah. Sorry. I have kids. Oh, uh, like we get invited to something we don't want to go to, and it's like, right. oh, Chad's got to watch this game. <laughs> it's always an excuse. Yeah. No, he's got to be home to watch that we, game. We have great, to work. Great call. I'm, Good job. I'm, Good I'm job. still joining to well do uh, post game for Tennessee playing yes. Arkansas tonight, which is fantastic because I had to use the excuse. Uh, currently, been talking to two different women. Okay. And so now that today's Valentine's Day, had one on mass to hang out, and I was just like, Ugh. I was like, well, at least I have the oh, excuse. She, did she specifically to request tonight? Yeah. She wanted to hang out on wow. Valentine's Day? God this is forbid. serious, Davey. But, she, you, but your response was? I can't. Got to work. Oh, I no, got, I didn't go with the earth. You didn't pull well, the, uh, you didn't pull was, the, you want to come I guess watch? it was via te- text, so I was like at least able. I probably made that that sound See, out loud whenever I, I like You want to go to my place and watch this 8 p.m. Tennessee-Arkansas tonight? I think the content would be you trying to balance both dates on Valentine's. That would be fascinating to watch. Sounds Just, exhausting. I think we should. Um, a Burger King's not exhausting. Come on. Let's roll this into the show and, and, and make it a uh, make What it a restaurant? What, wait, what, we, can, we can compare and contrast without using names what, or photos uh, of yeah. the situations. What restaurant I'm already would be, out, by the way, on the girl who requested well, to have I, the date I'm on actually, Valentine's What would be your go-to restaurant? Ooh, I'm curious. See, a lot of times you... You would want the guy just like pick a place and do it. What I've actually been doing because I don't have that great of a uh, oh these place this place in Nashville is really good. Right on a lot of my several dates, I've just been asking my date like what their favorite place is before I get to the point where I even want to ask them out. Okay, and so then it's just like hey, I'm taking you to your favorite place. We're going, and I've actually like learned about two to three restaurants I really like, and I'm going to go back and use for a future. Give me reference. one. Give me one example. Uh, Cafe, Cafe Nona. Yeah. Cafe okay. Nona. Yeah. Okay. That was really good. I'm not even big on Italian. There's uh, many years ago. Bruschetta. I want took a first date to Cafe Nona. Okay. So Davey and I Wow. Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> We're Cafe Nona Eskimo Brothers. No telling. Oh. What, we what we broke the table? seal. We broke the seal together. Uh, give me your second, Cafe Nona. second restaurant. Uh, right now. What are their, what are their recommendations? Um, Hall's. That's really expensive. That's a though. good one. Yeah. Hall's so I don't expensive. really want to go back well done. if I'm having to pay for two people on that one. Uh, you need to find no. like the station in life you're in right now, Dave. You got to find like the right drink spot. Yeah, that's not that expensive. That also like you could get an. We're app sitting or in two, that location right now. Or like get a flatbread, right? Yeah. Like you need a place like that. We'll get something to nibble on. 
but we're going to have a couple drinks, and that's where Davey's we're going to have our I'll first day. I'll for drinks and quesadillas here. <laughs> they got some like great cheese dip. 50% off place. white duck taco shop. <laughs> Sign me up. Davey just searches best jalapeno poppers in Nashville, <laughs> and that's where he takes all the dates. Best oh. spot for uh, the uh, the potato skins. Have you ever fried had, potato skins? Hey, what, what's your favorite restaurant? And they say something just off the wall, but you're like, yes, because it's, it's extremely affordable. Um, I typically Pizza have to look hut. it up. Well, I, I have to go and look it up after the fact. If it has three or more dollar signs next to it, Davy's out on I that think, girl hey, altogether. I think if, 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 if some up. girl said, "Hey, uh, uh, can we go to like, uh, I don't know, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what's the something burger?" That you go to? Um, I'm not sure. Something that's not not fast food, but also not a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like Burger mm-hmm. Republic? Yes. Like a fast casual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if they say I, that, are I, you like, will you marry me? That's basically yeah. what, right? Because this is the uh, perfect answer. One, one of the places, like there's a chain for Blue Coast Burrito. Yes. But yeah. the original well, Baja. pineapple salsa there is yeah. terrific. Yeah. I, I found that recently. It's not far from my house. So that's like it's really good. right on the money. Really good. Not expensive either. I think Cut you can tell check. a lot. When you're, uh, this is this is morphed into our Valentine's Day segment. Yeah, I think you tell a lot by someone when they tell you their favorite restaurant or restaurants. Oh yeah, but don't most people say because if they say something that's like overly pretentious that everyone knows about, I'm out on that person because I feel like they're just trying to like, oh look how cool I am, or in Davy's instance, they're just trying to get the free meal. At that place, Davey. But if they go to like like Cafe Nona, great example, yeah. right? That's not as well known. It's a good spot. It's not overly expensive. It's more of a family family owned place. If someone says that, I'm like, okay, this is someone I can jive with. That that's a good spot, Davey. If someone said, hey, I I would love to go to the Costco courtyard, your Ooh. response? One dollar fifty dogs. <laughs> Sign me up. There's a I, I've um, got my membership. You know, can we find an ordained uh, minister? Have you guys your... heard of BJ's Wholesale Club? <laughs> I, I actually, I did club. see something if about this recently. Said that, I don't the, the, deliberate pause after that. Um, BJ's Wholesale Club—they've moved into my my town, and uh, it's like a northeast. It's like a Boston-based kind of Sam's Costco type place, right? Yeah, wholesale, and they have the little snack shop. And I had to go there yesterday to pick up a mobile order okay. for the family, and I'm in there, and it's just—it's like. 9.30, 10 a.m., and it's nothing but, I'd say, 80 and up married couples in there at this time. And this one woman is describing the snack bar to her 82-year-old husband. And she's like, oh, look, well, we got over here. Well, we've got um, a soft pretzel, a oh, hot dog. Wow. There were three items on this thing. There was soda, like close soft casual. pretzel, hot dog, and a chocolate chip cookie. But you could tell she was trying to get excited about it. And explaining it, which is like, oh, there's nothing else on there. And it just those ended after those PBS three. Provided by. It was incredible to watch. It's like an antique roadshow episode. I loved it. It is time to, uh, well, let's L- get weird leave? with Davey Hudson. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we're going to end early four, today. Three, two, one, <laughs> zero, talking now. Guys, I got one story for you today right. that I, I think it's, it's hilarious. Um, okay. Now, you're not going to know everything you need to know at first. You're going to have to Good. guess a little bit as to... Very what dark is exactly Choose happening? Your own adventure Very type, dark. Yes. Weird? So we got this tweet. This is from uh, Lord Bethel uh, House. I can't remember already. House Baratheon. The House of Lords in uh, the UK Parliament. I hope the executive team are ashamed. It's not illegal, but it's harmful. It'll weigh heavily on their future career prospects, and it's disgusting. They should know better and use their many talents to find less egregious ways to hit their targets. Wow. 
What is Lord Bethel talking about here? LARPing. Can we can we show the, the statement one more time? This please? is my guess. LARPing or it's not illegal, but it's harmful. LARPing's going it'll weigh heavily on their future career prospect. It's disgusting. This dude uses foam swords. They should know better. Uh, <laughs> he also goes to BJ's. To hit their targets. Um man, I don't know. Prostitution? Well, that's wow. illegal though, depending on where we are. But it's harmful. Not illegal, but it's harmful. Vaping? No. I don't know, Davey. It's I'm fresh out of dark. ideas. The Domino's in the United Kingdom decided to put a Cadbury cream egg inside of a cookie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, what does the hit their targets part of it is what I'm confused. I guess oh, like selling enough. Audience. Like, hey, we got to move, this is move great. enough of uh, these, these cookies to, to so, reach our goals. So, you know, we've had some uh, desserts that look awful. On the, on, you know, yeah. we've compared. I think this looks good. Yeah, I think, I mean, Cadbury cream eggs are good. Uh, inside of a Domino's cookie, good. Sure. I don't know if I've when ever had a When you get dessert, cookie. I'm not looking for the health benefits. Right. Yeah, the, the big thing for uh, Lord Jim Bethel is, like, even in his Twitter bio, he says, member, member of the House of Lords, healthy Britain. My God, he's, he will not. <laughs> he, he's one of these guys that I, I'm assuming is like wanting to ban all sugar coming into the United Kingdom. This is kind of the vibe I'm getting from him. But... Good it's, luck with that. Yeah, yeah. No more. Good big luck goals. with banning sugar from a nation. That's that's really. And they're good. trying that's a lot of these cities. You know, uh, as far as like sodas that have a certain amount of uh, sugar content, they're trying to to make sure that those aren't allowed to come in. They're really trying was, to crack down on it. I was talking to someone that it was the most effective way to try to get me to not eat sugar. The way they described it was like cells feast on sugar in your body. It makes them weaker. As you go, because it's like there's cells that just Chad, that at this point, eat we the are sugar so up, far and I'm gone. thinking... We are so far gone. Oh, no, honestly. I'm going to keep eating sugar. Yeah, I, I just said that was the closest someone's ever come to actually well, make me think about it. There's probably sugar in this halls I gave you. Probably. You know? And that um, the throat spray you gave me also probably had some sugar. <laughs> it will work. That works very well. cane sugar. Did it work? I'm just curious. It, I, I think my voice sounds better. It does. Feels better. I, I, Damn Davey, miracle drug. I have this throat spray. That is for like singers and like, I don't know. I don't know where I found it. Does it numb your throat? No, no. It just helps with the uh, vocal cords. Um, it is. Um, Good. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's got a label on it. It's not like a black market. I didn't get this off the dark. This is web. illegal. Entertainer secret like for dry throat spray. and hoarse voice. Throat relief. Hmm. Eight milliliters. Is that what uh, Uncle Cracker had? Even though he attributed it to just chain smoking cigarettes? This is what uh, Celine Dion takes before every performance, I think. Adele, I'm sure, has used this before, too. I mean, you know what else helps your voice? They've got to have a secret to this, because there's not if, every every day when they're doing this, like they, they're working the show. Oh, they, they don't speak. They go on they, voice rest. Yeah, but they still, like, at some point, if you're doing a... Uh, a, a, a you you're going to shatter your vocal cords. At some point, yeah. You, you're not going to feel the same every day. No. They've got to have a secret to the voice. they got a lot feel. of secrets. Steroids helps yeah. your vocal drugs. cords. Yeah, there's a lot of drugs they pump themselves with. Um, entertainer secret is also the secret. According to the way I feel now, after taking What's this, on that, a tuxedo? I'll, I'll take this what tomorrow. It's a tuxedo. Yeah, it works. Gentlemen in a tuxedo. This stuff works. Um, I think it's something else I've also heard about just like tired voice. Go ahead, and try it again. Or your vocal cords. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll just compare real quick. Potato chips. Potato chips help your voice. Like Lay's. Like potato chips. Yeah. Sun chips. Whatever. Whatever mm. you like. The grease. I don't know what. what. Oh. That be- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not the best. But it I works, got it off man. the side of my mouth. I ba- it, was a, it was a bank shot <laughs> that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel better already. 
Pick that up at BJ's pipes, too. Pipes are coming back. Yes. It's amazing. Davey. Uh, I'm going to go on voice rest tonight. So can I'm, we I'm tease good tomorrow. The, have we done the serial killer thing yet with you? Oh, no, we haven't talked about that. Can we tease that. this real quick? Like what, coming up in uh, the weird headlines. Uh, yeah. We have to get to this at some point. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, how, do we, how do we discuss what we're about to that's hear That's a from hell you? of a tease in and of itself. Have we done the serial killer thing with you? Yeah. It's perfect. A serial killer got his phone number. Yes. That's, but, that's all I need to say. A serial killer three names? got his phone number. On the serial killer, I'm guessing. Three goes by all three. I only names. know him by two. Okay. I'm definitely not gonna put that out there. It just, just makes it even more John weird. Gacy, not John Wayne. No. <laughs> this is this is Peter Gacy. Hey, have you guys well, <laughs> not technically a uh, serial killer, but have you seen the side by sides of uh, Brock Purdy and uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald? Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, <laughs> I did see this. I also loved um, um, Rob Riggle's joke. About oh, the Marines. It's like, yeah. there are no ex-Marines except Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Somebody just said Lee Oswald. He didn't say Lee Harvey. <laughs> he said Lee. Yeah, Lee Oswald. Lee Oswald. Lee Oswald's an ex-Marine. Everyone else, it's, you know, former Marine. You're right. Everybody has a, uh, three names. Yeah. Didn't the guy that killed James Garfield, wasn't he also had three names? <laughs> I, I think he did. The assassination of James Garfield. Hutton, you're going to be interested in this. Yep. The guys, and I'm blanking on their name now, Benioff and Weiss. The guys who did uh, Game of Thrones, yes, the directors, they they're creating a series based on the assassination of James Garfield, is it, like a uh, mini series. Charles Julius Gateau, is that's that- it, Gateau, yeah, Gateau. Mm. But I think it was just Charles Gateau. But he went I by Charles J. Gateau. Yeah, okay, maybe the J. But I just knew uh, that's Charles what pops Gateau. up on Wikipedia though. I'm a- yeah, here's Lee Harvey Oswald and Brock Purdy. Yeah, striking resemblance. Brock Purdy was what twenty four. That, that Lee Harvey Oswald, I think, was 22, 23. Very young. Really? Yeah, he, he entered, he entered the military me. at 16. Don't you think he looks older than that? Looks in his 30s well, to me. You know, he lived a life. He lied about his age to enlist. He lived in Russia. He had a Russian wife. Um, he was, a, what is it? Uh, the, the wilderness of mirrors is what the CIA calls it. When they can infiltrate someone's life and basically lead them to do something. Yeah. Where everything around them is a ruse. That makes them eventually do something. That's one theory that's out there. They manipulated him all along the way to eventually do something like this, where he thought it was his own will. Mm. But it, it sounds wasn't. like a Jim and Dwight prank in the office. Kind of yeah. like Kaczynski in a way with his test that he yeah. was running at Harvard. Yeah. We are back at it. Makes you think. Tomorrow, Thursday edition is already upon us, which means tomorrow's the weekend. We're gonna make you think on this show. I'm gonna take some more of this entertainer secret. Do it. Outkick.com/slash/watch. You can find us tomorrow, Thursday. Right here at 4 o'clock Eastern.